came to podcast for all mankind. Welcome back to the NASA vending machine, or is it a Soviet vending machine now? I don't even know. I'm Jason Snell, joined as always to talk about for all mankind by Dan Morin. Hi, Dan. Hi, Jason. Um, does the space telescope have its own vending machine? Uh, I don't think so. Although this is another one of those little bits. So this is episode five, season four, Goldilocks. Um, the Payne Telescope, which is basically what we think of as the James Webb Telescope in our world, mm. but here it's named for uh, NASA's Tom Payne, a character who what was his? Did he did he die horribly he, like so he many died characters on the, do uh, on the airplane? The Korean oh yeah, that's right, the whole Korean airplane incident. Yeah, that's that's right. So so he ends up getting named, which did not happen in our reality, by the way. Um, but yes, he's in the KAL 007 incident in uh season two i three? think that's right yeah two i think it's two so um they name the telescope after him instead of webb because he was a former nasa administrator uh but otherwise it's very much like the the, the james webb space telescope in our timeline except of course it's earlier here because it's the 2000s but it's the same i mean it's the same design basically so uh they spot an asteroid and that I leads like us the, on our I way. Like it's Goldilocks, the, the asteroid. Here we go. I like when the when the woman tries to scratch off the gunk on her screen. They get, it's just it's like the asteroid. It's like oh no, it's just a got some crap on my screen. Nope, that's an actual thing. It's uh, the asteroid, and they they uh, it's a metal asteroid, and this is all based on real stuff uh, that they think is worth just in iridium alone twenty trillion dollars. <laughs> And this is the this is the show introducing the concept that is again a real concept of asteroid mining where there are in space there are all of these rare things that you could just go get but the the cost is to go get them but they're worth a fortune back on earth or if you are doing lots of stuff in space they're worth not having to bring that stuff up from earth because lifting things off the ground is very expensive so there are lots or of reasons why if you're, if you're Russia and you control the iridium market, mm. you might want to make sure nobody else gets it. Right, right, because that's going to crash the price of your iridium back home. So $2,200, we get a media montage. Our friends at Eagle News are back. <laughs> <laughs> Grumpy right-wing oh, uh, news channel. I don't know what it's like. Uh, it's just Eagles. They like the, the Philadelphia Eagles probably. Um, something like that. And Lex Friedman is a commentator on the nice thing about, uh, this episode, Dan, I don't know. I don't know if you, uh, uh, caught this. I imagine you did. Um, it's basically an episode of lost (laughs) right down to (laughs) the the flashbacks. Yeah. Literally the sound effect used to go in and out of the, uh, of the flashbacks is lost. (laughs) So welcome to an episode of lost. I missed it. Good to have it back. Imagine and it was on Mars. Yeah, it's lost on Mars. That's lost in space, I guess, right? So, we, you know, danger Will Robinson. Anyway, a flashback. I, I just want to point out here, a few weeks ago, there was an article where they talked to the producers of the show about Danny. And they're like, yeah, well, we like that actor. We'd work with him again. But, you know, we just had our story that we wanted to tell here. And then that got repurposed by other blogs, as you do on the Internet, as Danny's not coming back or this actor's not coming back. Here's why. But all of that. Um, So it it delighted me greatly that, um, yeah, Danny's in this episode. (laughs) Yep. Not a lot, but enough. (laughs) Enough. Yeah. I mean, you had to. We're never going to see Danny again. Never. Yeah. You you know, you can't just. I felt like I never felt like they were going to just write him off off screen. That always struck me as like. 
that's a weird way to end it. Like, there's something, there's another shoe to drop, but like this, right. you know, bring him back for an episode to explain what happened. And yeah, this is, this makes perfect sense. So Danielle is having these flashbacks and they are about what happened to Danny. And I think last week I was saying, what happened to Danny? Well, uh, they didn't make us wait too long. Um, it's Danny. And what, and, and this is the period that they did not cover between the seasons but they've referred to several times, which is when that group who was on the surface of Mars had to be there alone for like a year or whatever before they got, uh, you know, resupplied. people resupplied and people, all of that. Yeah. yeah. So in that period, they're running out of food, but Danielle is getting like bowls of food, cups of food for Danny and putting them in a bag and driving them out to the, the North Korean capsule. And he, he begs her, to come back and she says this is how it has to be you know what you did um we have to do this and and that's one of the flashbacks and then we get the um the final yeah go ahead i was just thinking it was particularly interesting because in that middle one i think there's three here yeah um you know we see her driving the food out the second time i think she's basically taking her own food uh, yeah, she's like peeling off the labels with her name on it and putting it in the bag. And my my kind of read on that was, you know, she realizes that she can't ask everybody to like give up their like a part of their rations for Danny, and she is like kind of taking on her own initiative to to send stuff to him. Yeah, it's I'm unclear. I I don't think I picked up on that, but I noticed that there's she labels them Stevens and I wonder if it's like that they're, oh, okay. they they had yeah. rations for him and then they didn't and so she was finding a way. But yeah, mm-hmm. in that in that last flashback, um she says to Ed um after this there's nothing left I have to tell him. Basically like they they don't have food for him. Yeah. And Yeah. Uh, Ed says, I'll come with you. Cause they're basically like, look, we can't make this work. And it's a, essentially, it's a death sentence for Danny. Um, and they go out there and Danny is sitting in his suit out on the surface against a rock and Danny is dead. So it, it that, that is, that's a wrap for Danny Stevens Yep, or not Danny Stevens, Danny. Oh, what's his name? Nope, that is Danny Stevens. Dan- yep. Oh yeah. Danny Stevens. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Um, that's a wrap. He died up. He did die up there after all. Um, so he knew it was coming, obviously, and he was also desperate. And in that last conversation, you know, where he begged for her, him to come back and she said, you can't. And this is one of those things we were talking last time about, like being out on a frontier and how the dynamics are different and how there's no no jail. Um, there, there are offenses that back home would not be a death sentence, but out on the frontier are. And that's basically what happens here is we don't have the food and you are the guy who caused a bunch of people to die. And so, you know, you can't come back, you can't live with the other people and you can't eat our food. And, you know, he finally, you know, whatever leads him to just go out and and be done, let himself run out of air and and die watching the Martian sunset or whatever he's doing. Um, But we get some closure on Danny and how it haunts both Danielle and Ed to this day. Yeah, I thought one of the one of the kind of I don't even know how to describe it. One of the affecting bits in here is like she gives him a Bible at one point. <laughs> like she hands him a Bible to like I guess read or like yeah. come to peace with or something. And Ed gives her crap for that later. Right. Like he points out like oh I'm not gonna I you know he went and gave him a Bible and like said he was done for or whatever. But like 
it's also clear from these flashbacks that Ed is not like Danielle is taking the initiative to yeah. do a lot of this. Nobody else seems to be lifting a finger really to help no. her until Ed volunteers at the very end to come along. Um, but like she's making the hard decision, which mm-hmm. I think is, you know, kind of echoing last week too with her dis- decision to return Svetlana. Right. Is like, hey, I I gotta make these hard decisions. Like, right? Like, yeah, somebody's got to make make them, and and Ed is <laughs> Ed just just doesn't want to. Yeah, and which is thematically linked to what happens in this episode. But like, yeah, yeah. that's why she's the boss. That's why she's good at yeah. her job. Is that she makes these decisions? You know, it's the. I mean, you've seen this dynamic, right? Like, there's the um a group of people and nobody wants to make a decision and finally somebody's like all right i'll make the decision right it's like somebody's got to be that person who makes the decisions and and takes the responsibility and all those things and and danielle is that person <laughs> that's yeah. it's yeah. she's she's in, that's why she's in charge that's why she's the boss um so anyway danny never working with that actor again except for the one episode that we actually did work with that actor again but we work with him later because he was great and but not in this but actually in this season i, I appreciate it. they wanted it to be a surprise it's great yeah yeah and he's not a regular this season he's just in the one episode where they explain what happened to danny um okay so uh eli our nasa administrator um is uh Always in Houston, which is I find weird because it's a Washington D.C. job traditionally. In this timeline, perhaps it's different, and perhaps that's why he's maybe not as good a political animal. Um, uh, also, they want him there for the show, but like I just wanted to point out, the NASA administrator is in is in D.C. Hmm. <laughs> at NASA headquarters, and that's not not where we see uh, Daniel Stern. Um, the administration wants results with this asteroid thing that's going on. Um, while Ed and Ed and Danielle, um, you know, Ed, Ed is undercutting Danielle at every turn in the briefing, which is very bad for the executive officer for the for the commander. Uh, so she yells at him that their their back and forth is going to continue during this whole episode because then later Ed picks the crew to go out to the asteroid and he includes himself, of course, and uh, doesn't inform Danielle of his choices, doesn't let her give the thumbs up when you know again she's the boss. So there is this ongoing problem problem with uh with ed and danielle which leads to of course when they're up in the spaceship uh, palmer who is like one of the other astronauts he's he's um ed's like second because we've yeah. seen him around a bit yeah yeah he sees ed's shaky hand and you know yeah. and how he deli- delays it and all of that and he goes to he narks. Uh, yeah, he goes to Danielle and says, uh, it's actually really great because he talks himself in, he, like, he has to work up to it. So he's like, Ed was a hero for me since I was a kid growing up, watching the famous, you know, famous Ed doing all of his things. Um, and I wish I hadn't seen it, but he has a tremor. It's one of those things because, you know, it's the kiss of death. Any any medical, we know from our own timeline, right, the Apollo astronauts, any medical, anything, and you're grounded. And Ed has had, like, it's really like, why is he flying? Why is he still up there? And it's like, well, he won't go away. <laughs> and nobody's going to tell him to stop. But I think maybe now we have discovered who will tell him to stop. And it's Danielle. Danielle's going to tell him to stop. Because you can't have this guy. When we saw it with, I think with Arena, right, where it was like, hey, why don't you why don't you do this docking thing? And cause his, he had the shaky hand. So he's like, yeah, you, you could do this one. Um, and so finally Palmer is like, I gotta, I gotta say something cause I saw this and, uh, and 
I, I like that again. We were talking last week about like the deep time of like oh, decades and all that. But with Palmer here talking about Ed being a hero since he was a little yeah, kid, right? You get that, right? Where he's like, he is. He's a legend. He's way. He's past his sell by date at this point, but he is a legend. And it's it hurts to say I don't think he can do this anymore. But Palmer is that's his duty to do that, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and it leads to Danielle having to make. <laughs> The hard decision again, right? Like, because uh, she's gonna, she's yeah. gonna basically say, "Ed, you didn't disclose your medical condition, and you basically are screwing me over, and I, you I, need to step back." I want to let the doc look at your hand. It's like, oh, no doctors, no, no, no. Mm-mm-mm. And no, I like he's the, medicating with with marijuana, and yeah. he took pills last year. I, uh, I like <laughs> things great. I like that moment where he does the innocent kind of like for what? what and she what says, hand? "You know what for." Like she doesn't even get into it. She's not like, Ed, I know about the hand and you know you oh she's like, you know, you know what it is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna BS you here. You and I both know what's going on. And um and and then, you know, he explodes and there's this whole I've been putting up with you for thirty years, you're done. I'm removing you from flight status, ouch, and relieving you of duties as XO. Which leads and, and honestly, Ed is kind of our main character in the show. And yet, mm-hmm. um, over the span of the show, in some ways, Ed is the main character. Um, but Danny here, just a real applause moment, I think, at the end, where he's yeah. like, don't do something you'll regret. And she says, I got a lot of regrets, Ed. This isn't going to be one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 yeah long time Snap. coming. Yeah. Yeah. I, all of that conversation, I mean, like, he does all the sort of... <laughs> He's like a he he is a cranky old man, right? He yes. does the like what what's the problem? He has a bit where he's like, I know my body, like I know what the you know, like I know what I can take. Uh and she's just like, What are you doing? Like what a mess, right? And this is the whole like, hey, you know, you I didn't were you gonna give me a Bible, right? Like that's the moment that sort of triggers him being like uh, you know, a jerk, and Danielle's like, Okay, that's it. Gloves are off. Um and again, 30 years, right? Like they've been they are friends, but like they are friends with a lot of baggage and a lot of tension and all of that comes boiling up. And anybody who's probably had a friend for that long is like, yeah, yeah, you know, you, you, you overlook things or you put things aside because people are your friends, but it doesn't mean that stuff isn't, isn't there simmering and it really comes out in this moment. And I think it's a, it's really, it's well acted by both Chris Marshall and Joel Kinnaman and it's a great little bit of work here. And we've been talking this season about how, you know, Ed is, like he won't come home and he, I think I said last week, he thinks the rules don't apply to him and his friends mm-hmm. and he'll just do whatever he wants. And that's very difficult. And, you know, it comes to a head here where like he got away with it for a long time because although when we did the episode one for our member special, you know, he, he says stupid <laughs> stuff there and gets in trouble oh, yeah. and has to apologize for it and all of that. But like, at this point, he's pushed it too far, and he doesn't have any capital left, really. I mean, because it was like, well, I know, but he's a legend, and he's still a he's still one of our good pilots, and we just sent one of our good pilots home because she almost killed a guy. He's one of our pilots. How do we not use him? One of our our good astronauts, and now he's lost that right. Like, yeah, but he's got a, he's got the tremor in his hands. He can't be even be a pilot. So it's, it's fascinating too because he's he's right on the verge of like. <clears throat> of like slipping into villainy almost. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like yeah. he is he is at risk certainly of like this guy who is the 
you know, the hero and the protagonist and all of that. But he is this whole season has really been about him basically refusing progress, right? Yeah. Like yes. anything that's moving, changing things around, he's against. And I kind of, it makes me wonder how we're positioning him for like, is he... Is he the bad guy of this season? <laughs> is he the bad guy or is he set up for having a moment of, of redemption, redemption or something that is going to, you know, maybe, maybe not wipe the slate clean, but like at least Could show be. that he is changing. Could be. And I don't know. And there's also the irony of this last bit where, you know, Danielle's like, you need to go home essentially. And like we in a parallel storyline. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to uh, what we'll get to. Like somebody's counting Mars. on him being there. <laughs> Yeah, and and like yeah, they, when when does he go home, or is he just cooling his heels until he goes home? And can they really send him home? He works for for uh, plus. There's only a certain number of flights going back, right? Like they yeah. they put Svetlana on one. It's not like they got one going every day. It's every, not that there's <laughs> exactly so not a train leaving every hour. To so. be and that's convenient because then things can happen in the plot, presumably, and then Ed will still be around because I don't think yeah. like they're going to just send Joel Kinnaman home and that's the end of it. Um, so. Yeah, I did. I did want to mention one thing because we talked about this briefly earlier with Eli and the politics. Uh, so right. he gets to uh, I, that is intended to be Ron Klain, who he's dealing with, who was um, Gore's chief of staff right. and later uh, Biden's chief of staff as well, which is kind of a fun little bit. And we also get another uh, Al Gore uh, phone call, yes, voice with cameo. Eli about getting the asteroid and and everything. So Al Gore is uh getting some quality time here. I still don't know. I checked the the credits again. Still not credited. So hmm. uh, I don't hmm. think we'll know in, until maybe one of the producers well, decides to chime in. Yeah, I was going to say we're recording these a little bit in advance of airing, just peek behind the curtain, and it may be that there's like the reveal of who did the Al Gore voice cameo the week that of last week's that, episode, that episode and, airs. And, yeah. and Al Gore goes, "Surprise, it's me." Or says, "Nope, it's not me." But we don't know. So we're doing this in advance. We don't know. Um, so, uh, but we haven't watched episode six yet. I swear. We only know about what's in episode five. So, uh, um, I have a, I have a little sidebar, very brief moment in this episode, which is, um, let's check in on miles. How's miles doing? Um, (laughs) after being a dummy and yeah, Oh, I fell. Oh no. Well, guess what? His family has a brand new black market house. (laughs) Okay. Black market funded house. Sorry. Black market funded house. Space rock sold funded house. Um, great. Right. Great. Um, and, uh, and then Ilya, sees wrapped newspaper i guess they, right. i guess they still have newspapers in the in the, the the early 21st century in this world uh an ad for mars jewelry and he goes mur, mur, mur. we all saw this coming right like, right and yeah. it's like trouble on the horizon for miles with Ilya and perhaps with the authorities we will see and in between those two scenes we also get a little check-in on sam miles's friend yeah. And she is on the Ranger crew, which is great, right, to the asteroid. She's going to be on that crew, but is still uneasy about the whole thing. So, you know, we're going to keep an eye on Sam. And that's kind of, I think that's kind of fun because we saw Sam in that first episode where the guy um, wanted to get his bonus, so he went out and died. Um, yep. And we've now seen her. And so we've seen her with Ed and like with the all the astronauts. And we've also seen her with Miles and all the people, she's like a br- interesting bridging character where she's like yeah. down in the lower decks, but also is like out on the asteroid mission. And it looks like they're going to continue with that, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she thinks she's still sort of powerless. She's not sure if she feels good about being on the Ranger again. Right. We also have this again, continual sort of 
sort of very light touch love triangle happening because there's yeah. another like at the beginning we have like they're at the bar and there's this new like younger russian guy who is kind of flirting with sam right they're kind of cozying like up together miles, it's unclear yeah. whether they're a thing or not but miles has clearly got some jealousy about it yep yep and they like he and Ilya are kind of making fun of that that guy and later on we also have like when the when miles's wife is sending him the video she kind of dangles the prospect of their reconciliation right she says like, this is our like, bedroom oh, or, yeah well, like we'll, 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 we'll talk about it when you get back right. and uh and then we also have the bit where Ilya says that there he's decided not to bring up lee's wife oh but he's gonna just want to keep you're gonna keep, keep him on, him on the hook. hook keep him on the hook yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is yeah, Miles is not super happy about lying to him, but Ilya's yeah. like, "Look, don't tell him. I, we can't. We can't do it. Right? There's like, too we much can't money in this. Too don't risky. tell him. You yeah. got to. Yeah, that's a. The, I skipped over that, but that's a. That's a great moment of like, we can't get her, so we're just going to tell him that we're working on it because we can't. We can't lose the North Korean market, right? Like yeah. they're getting so much money from the selling to the North Koreans. Yeah, they really opened it up to the North Koreans, so that's great. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. There's a little uh, talking about Eli Hobson, Daniel Stern. Um, we do, there's a negotiation about the asteroid and everything that's Mm. going on that we see, which is another one of these things where it's like, uh, Irina seems like she's really good at this and Hobson, (laughs) not so much. Is he bad at it? Is he, I I'm unclear still if he's bad at it or if he's just, this is just how he does it he, but uh, yeah but it seems like he's bad at it <laughs> he feels like he's a little out of his depth yes he gets yeah. hung up on by ron like uh, the second time in two weeks somebody hangs up on him uh he yeah he's trying to like negotiate through these diplomatic problems i don't know if you enjoyed this as much as i did but i laughed very hard when we have the clip of uh president gore taking credit for finding the asteroid oh, yeah which made me laugh really hard right because this is uh, al gore saying he invented the internet invented the internet and, yeah. it's the same. and we get the letterman letterman's top 10 yeah. list which i assume is just cribbed directly from, from that. that yeah uh yeah it's, all very good it's um yeah and what it was is he he basically said we funded the research that created the internet but he, he it came across like he was taking credit for the internet right. and this it's is the, I, the gaff i assume the same thing happened here where he's like well we funded the telescope that spotted the asteroid and it becomes i found the asteroid and, yeah right and it, it does doesn't sound great and of course the russians are real really teed yeah. off about it and they're using it as leverage i do have to right. full credit if al gore is the one recording his own like voiceovers for stuff full credit for being willing to like <laughs> poke fun at himself yeah. by having that well, it, like <laughs> and regardless and they 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 um i what a thing that i think they've gotten the tech has gotten a lot better than season two we'll say with ronald reagan especially but like the re the re-speeching where they're they're actually removing the mouth mm-hmm. in order to match the dialogue has gotten a lot better like it's still not perfect but like wow it's pretty good <laughs> at it's just taking good, yeah. a speech and moving his lips to be different for the words that we want him to say it pretty pretty good pretty yeah. good yeah. um uh, back to miles just for a moment because there was that final scene with miles and Ilya where they do the oh to success and to you and and uh and it's very clear now Ilya is furious <laughs> with miles i i, <laughs> I keep thinking i get thinking like is he gonna poison him like what <laughs> right like, yeah no no drink drink it's good he's very yeah. good uh, but all- Mm, yeah, yeah i don't i it doesn't seem good 
doesn't, doesn't know miles seem... big lummox big dummy yeah once again our our threads being sort of drawn out for eventual uh, it just feels like a lot of stuff could go wrong well speaking of which we should probably talk about yeah so talk, talk about dev yeah okay so i want to do the whole sort of like uh dev kelly uh and aleda together because that's our back on earth thread um Kelly is making lunch for her kid and here's, you know, three months have passed, I think something like that months have passed, uh, which is a good thing about this show because, um, you know, it's like, how could all these things happen simultaneously? And it's like, well, they can't, of course they can't. So they, they, they spread it out. So there are gaps in between the episodes where you can say, oh yes, well now things have progressed a little and now we're on to the next thing. So, um, she hears Dev on the radio. Dev has declared that he's going to Mars and Kelly, who is like one of the people running, uh, the whole company is like, uh, what, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what 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 is happening here? What are you talking? You're going to wear now? You should really uh, tell us about this stuff. And it's like a spontaneous decision. And and Dev's response is like, huh? Um, I got a I got a solution. You come with us, Kelly. You can you can um, you can join us, uh, and you can train your team en route. Because she's like, we don't have enough time. She's like, yeah, just come along. I gotta go. Uh, but we're gonna go. He literally so. walks out. He literally walks. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, you should come. Yeah, should see what? you later." Like, a, like you should come to lunch or look, a movie. No, you should come to Mars. Look, it's Dev, right? Like, yeah. This I, is the, I this is, enjoy we him. Talked, we talked two weeks ago about the the like, is he is he uh, a monster or not? They get into 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 uh, in, in, into a deal with the devil and to come back to Helios. And I, what this episode tells me is he's not a monster. He just doesn't. He's doing his own thing, and he doesn't really care. But yeah, about he's anything a loose else. Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. This is actually this is a great Dev episode. I have it to is. say, like it is. Love it. Love Dev. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Um. So, Elite says to her, "You gotta go," and it's like Alex has his grandma, the the Russian grandma. Kids are more resilient than you know. So she's like, you gotta go. And also, uh, we, she has that knock about like the teenager, you know, they'll hate you. And we get a little scene of that later yeah, with her son. With her son. Who's just like, <laughs> like grossed out by them kissing in the, in the kitchen and yeah. whatever. And she's like, like, that's yeah. what made you. And he's like, that is yep. not the thing you say to a kid. Nope. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. And oh, so uh, Kelly does tell her son she's gonna go to Mars. And he says, what if you never come home like grandpa? And it's like, well, okay, kid, you grow your grandpa. <laughs> There's a lot there. <laughs> I, um, I I fully intend to come home. Grandpa just doesn't see. Son, here's what we need to explain. Grandpa um, is, is fleeing his whole wreckage of his life on Earth, and so he won't come back. But I will because I'm yeah. not like him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the kid not not super convinced by this, and like in a great scene, basically runs off to the grandmother who gives Kelly a death stare. Death stare from <laughs> yeah. Grandma. Well, her her son went off to Mars and died. Yeah, right. So and, and we have that bit about how like you know uh, Kelly tells Alita like I'm worried if I leave him with the grandmother, she'll just take him to Russia. Take him back to Russia. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't think she wants to go back to the Soviet Union. Like I can't. There, there's got to be. It's rough there right now. You can just, it's rough there right you now. You could probably just go. You know, are there? I don't know if there are bread lines in this timeline, but it's like it's not great. Like in Houston, there's lots of supermarkets. Um, Alita. Okay, this is a 
these scenes made me cackle because I don't know quite what they're doing here, but I think I know what they're doing here. Uh, where we meet um, Brant the Brant Brants, I don't know Brant 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 the government liaison, and he what a great way to meet somebody is he doesn't he doesn't get the pronunciation of her name wrong and doesn't care because yeah. I, and and it's 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 in there, but it, like I I immediately read it as this is a this is a dude who has been told to work with a lady and he like doesn't like think much of her <laughs> he's also like he 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 exudes the like this is a guy who was hired out of you know law yeah. school or a, yeah he's or like a, a McKinsey mba guy yeah exactly. yeah like you, we need somebody to do with deal with the government and he's like working his own little yeah. he was a consultant world. somewhere and now he is here yeah. and yeah so he's got that whole thing he's totally wrapped up in himself he does not care about her name how her name is pronounced and I also read into it that it's definitely there is a sexism dynamic at yes, work here too. 100%. But he's basically like, well, she's like, well, I don't know. And he says, well, Dev told us to come to you. It's like, oh, so it's going to be like this. And that is a theme for Alita in this episode is uh, Dev's going to Mars. You know what that means? It means you're in charge of right, Helios exactly. now. Alita, yeah. engineer Alita, <laughs> uh, get used to dealing with people like Brant, I guess. Like Brant's like, oh, you know, we have to figure with Senator's approach. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm considering she does not look at anything. She has not done any of the work. No, yeah. When uh, he comes yeah, yeah. You, so you should read the documentation. And then a little later, um uh he there's like, hey, we're gonna have an emergency summit. This is after the negotiation between Hobson and Arena. Right. And he's like, start preparing now. You're going to Russia, pack warm. And she's like, oh my God. So good luck, Alita. And then oh, what we what we talked about a few weeks ago Oh no, because yes. she had the PTSD Cali- moment when she thought about Margot when Margot's name came up and she is going to Russia where Margot is. It, this is the collision oh. course like moment where you're like, uh, I my notes say time to meet Margot. Uh, because and then you, you sit there thinking too, right? Like how because we have Arena off there who is like, you know, she is a spy mastery kind of lady who is like moving all her chess pieces yes and you feel like all right but i can't i can't if we're gonna have everybody to you which is like the thing she insists on like everybody's coming to soviet union and that's what the 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 u.s gives in i'm like all right fine we'll go to the soviet union to negotiate this new deal uh she but she like seems like she sure would want to keep margo under wraps right like because well so the, the my question is is this move is it is it accidental is it part of the plan right is the move yeah. assuming that she does because it feels like these two characters are going to collide now and it's going to be a oh. huge thing um yeah. and i can't wait but uh is it tactical where arena who has been sh- shown throughout this season as a player is she like i need helios wrong-footed and not only is alita new to the job and not dev but I know that if I show her Margot, she is going to lose it. If she, and, and maybe she knows that, maybe she doesn't know that, but we know it. And it's like, right. but but maybe she thinks there's an advantage to be done, or maybe she thinks, oh, she was your mentor. You don't even know that she's alive. This is going to shake her. And I just want, I I want one of the players in this negotiation to be shaken. I don't know if that's what's going on here, but I wouldn't put it past her because the way she's been portrayed is that she's a real, like you said, spy master, a real real planner. For this yeah, I, I don't know either because I kind of feel like there's also a risk in that, which is that they essentially 
you know, basically admitting they have well, like a defector. It's an international you know? incident, right? If right. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not just Helios that's going to be there, right? The U.S. is going to be there too, and all the other partners. And right. like, there's Unless, a lot of risk in the question: Is is that right. worth whatever she's trying to destabilize? Unless they know, which is the other part of this, which is, I'm, right. I'm sure that Eli doesn't know, right? But like, it would be an interesting the moment. CIA I'm, must. I'm really yeah. hoping that if they do this reveal with Margot, that the that there's a a mention of the fact that yeah yeah we've been aware she's been under surveillance for some time, right? Because she's just she's like again buying pastries <laughs> so <laughs> with her with her really bad russian accent with her bad russian accent yeah so um anyway so so be prepared for that in a future episode um uh dev meanwhile oh, in dev. in his prep to go to mars and i they're definitely we talked about uh, dev being a steve jobs-esque figure here i got a there are some shades of elon oh. musk there's also a a very, uh, I thought to my mind, and I'll see if you agree with this, kind of an inversion of the Steve Jobs story, um, which is, you know, obviously oh, yeah, one yeah. big moment of Steve is his abandoning of his daughter. Right. Right. And yeah. then we kind of have a flip side here where Dev where is abandoned Dev by has his all, mother. Has been abandoned by his mother. Or, it's true. Or has he, right? There's also that question in there like, that situation seems extremely complicated. Well, I mean, it is clear that she left and, and, and he, he but she also claims she tried to convince him to, to come go with, with yeah. her and she, he wanted to stay with his father and right. like the whole bit about like his father was obsessed with this kind of thing. Right. And then again, so like, his, his father, yeah. yes, Dev, your father was obsessed with space and science and technology and I'm working in this religious, whatever, uh, you should it's have come community. with. It's a community center. I okay. mean, I'll, I think it's okay. just. But for I like think there's. A, she, she, says, she says something. I, I, I got the vibe yes. from her that she is also a religious person or a woo 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 person in a, in a certain way. And I thought, well, come on. Dev's not going to go with you. He's going to stay with his dad because this is Dev. We know. And maybe what she's saying is you wouldn't be like this if you would come with me. But I think that that's. Uh, kids are who they are dream on lady but sure, i think right. that's what the dynamic is there and you're right it's it's there's a lot it's complicated <laughs> and we don't get a lot of it so uh we just kind of have to read between the lines but i think it's a really well executed scene and he's there to say goodbye and i like how i like how he wanders into the community center and you're like what's going on it's very slow and 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 then finally he finds the lady and it's like oh i came to say goodbye and and she makes some good arguments because she's yes. and again this is this is among the the things that reminded me of Elon Musk is one his saying that he wants to die on Mars, um, yeah, and two the criticism of Elon Musk and other kind of te- tech and science billionaire people saying um, you could try to change things here on Earth, yeah, which is a complicated argument because lots because it kind of dovetails with the argument of why do we spend so much money on space when there are things down here on earth and the truth is we don't spend a lot of money on space and there are a lot of things we spend a lot of money on that you should probably stop spending money on first just personal opinion versus space everybody always thinks that NASA's budget is much larger than it actually is but the larger issue metaphorically is we're talking about like a billionaire right like a billionaire a tech billionaire who has a lot of money you could spend your money on earth making people's lives better and instead you're spending it getting going to Mars yourself and that's or, or, a selfish you know, act. I mean, it, and it kind of echoes back with our first appearance of Dead this season where he bought, he's got the private beach, right? Where right. he's like, I'm just doing my own thing. Like, yeah. I'm just spending all my money and living in my yeah. lonely house what, by myself. What and, better private beach than Mars? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The whole the whole planet is your beach. No surfer's going to insult me on Mars. <laughs> 
it's gonna be really unfortunate when that lady comes back and is like, "What? You, what? You just own Mars now?" Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, oh, I don't. Man. But I thought, and then this scene has such an amazing resonance with the final Kelly scene later. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought Edie Gathigi does a fantastic job in that scene where Kelly is basically pitching like. I'm yeah. going to bring my kid to Mars. So, so, and so, he's standing away facing, right? Like he doesn't look at her for pretty much the entire thing. Cause he's like tearing up. He and is crying overwhelmed and with emotion and won't face her. Look how far a mother would go to stay with her child. And my mother didn't do that. My yeah. mother left. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he says I'm to, to his mom, I'm not coming back. <laughs> She's like, I'll see you when you get back. He's like, I'm not coming back. I'm going to Mars. I'm not coming back. Um, and, and she says, you're chasing your father's dream. And he gives it right back to Reese's space. Didn't destroy him. You did. You left us. It's hard. It's bad. Um, Kelly, before Kelly goes to visit dev, Kelly plays Mm -hmm. a video call of Karen. It's Karen. So this is the week for all the, uh, last season people who, people died (laughs) to, to come out of the woodwork. Is this a, a a video call we've seen before? I don't or think is this so. Chant- Chantal Van Santen coming back for a a cameo. I did not. I based on her talking about like I didn't remember her having the conversation about like buying the crib and the wallpaper and all that stuff. I did not. That did not ring a bell to me. But perhaps I, it's been a while since I saw season three. Yeah, so I, I can't was not say for sure. I was not a hundred percent. I I sort of assume that this is her. This is her cameo in the season. Um, yeah. but it's possible that this is a thing that she's played before and they just used it again, but it's so thematic that it seems more likely that they got her back too. So they got a lot of explaining to do. We brought Danny back, brought Karen back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, that is, Thank a, God we didn't bring them back together. It's an, Oh boy, an emotional <laughs> moment. Um, and that leads to her going to dev. And we, we up to this point, I feel like we're like, you know, Kelly is on board with this. She's going to leave her kid behind and go to Mars. And, she, as Dev looks out the window and is is uh, overwhelmed with emotion as she tells him this story, she makes the detailed case for why it's okay for her to bring her son with her to Mars. Um, and he's and his response is, um, of course, and he'll be welcome. Yeah. So get ready, Ed. De- uh, Dev's, your daughter Dev's and grandson are big, coming to Mars. Yeah, right. As you're leaving, Dev also feels like he's making a real play to be like. I don't know, like Governor of Mars, President Mayor of Mars, of Mars yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like he's got that moment. He's like, everybody will be welcome in the new Mars, you know, utopia or whatever. Like, well, I, I mean, I'm fascinated to see how he does because like we got those upstairs, downstairs this, things. And guess what? Right. Those people all work for Dev. Right. Not only that, but, but like, some of them hate him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He doesn't have a real role there. He's like. The CEO right. showing up and hanging out at your desk, and yeah. you're like, "Uh, we're trying to do some work here." Yeah. Like, like, what is he? Get? Is he? Get, he's not going to be running around fixing the HVAC with Miles, right? Like, he's. Yeah, unless I'm he fascinated has, I mean, to see. Yeah, unless he has a plan, you know. But he's, he's gonna, not like. I don't want to say he's not useful because he's a smart guy and whatever, but like. Yeah, yes. it's a little weird. It What's hits that, that sort of about? space tourism sort of angle. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and, and meanwhile, he's going to run this business, but Alita's really running it. Like, how are you get if you're leaving forever? You can't run your business from Mars, can you? Can you? I mean, I guess he could, but like, it's really inefficient. Right, and and it goes back to what we were saying, I think, last week about how they are 
um, this the bifurcation of our Earth and Mars and the upstairs, mm-hmm. downstairs, and Mars and all of that. Like this throws in another another uh, wrench to that, which is yeah. you know Helios versus the the countries and the the M seven and all of that. And like, well, who's going to decide? Is it going to be private? They're they're contractors, but like Dev is going to be there, and is Dev going to exert authority and try to make Mars something more than just a uh, an international base? And, you know, I'm not saying that he's necessarily going to foment a revolution, but he's got money and power and equipment. And it could be that, you know, him being there is going to force decisions that um, that the Earth governments might not make otherwise. And that's all just right, it's out there because he's on he's on site, too. He's right. Just Which making is trouble not another small on thing. site. Yeah. Right. Because like. He's going to be. You can easily see him sitting there pressuring things like, "Okay, we, we could wait, you know, twenty minutes to hear back from the U.S. and be honest, it's going to take longer than that." Like, or we could just do this thing right now, right? right. Like, he's got that sort of move well, fast, break things, and he's got know. his team of robots that presumably. I mean, because there's the other thing, which is like the leverage, because the governments are presumably paying Helios for all of their work, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, if they've got you know how much is it uh how many 20 trillion dollars in iridium uh, right yeah um maybe helios calls the shots then i don't yeah. know i don't know i, I don't know if dev has very i don't know how much dev has a plan and how much dev is running away right like to also draw in the parallel with ed um yeah, yeah. i don't know i don't know this is this is we reached the halfway point of the season which is very interesting because I've really enjoyed all of these episodes, but you, and this show does this, right? This is one of the great things I, you know, the TV critic Alan Sepinwall keeps writing about season two and how season two had like all of these storylines. And then in episode 10, they just all smashed against each other. Yep. And it was very exciting and dramatic. The show tries to do that every year. Um, and you can just, you can feel all of these elements, like the stew gets richer and richer and you can see how they're all coming together. And honestly, if you told me that um, season four was just going to be like on Mars and not like off to some other place, I would have been like, oh, you know, okay, I I guess. But like, they're really, I, I just love how they're really exploring this detail of like, okay, you landed on Mars. Now what? And here is the, here is the now what? Yeah, I think it's 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 setting up. It's moving all those pieces, oh, like it, and you know we often refer to that as table setting. And sometimes those episodes can be a little slow because you feel like everybody's maneuvering. But it continues to have. I think this show does a really great job of having interesting plot. Yeah, develop like it makes sense. It's organic and like the it's not it's not a boring sort of table setting where uh, it's like okay I, I yeah I get say, it you're putting that person here. I was gonna say this show is good at creating narrative momentum, right? Like it's yes. all all yeah. those lines, all of those vectors are are all it's like an asteroid. Um Margot will do the math for you. It's fine. Uh while she waits for her coffee. Uh they're all headed for that collision in at the end of the season and maybe before then but also ultimately at the end of the season but they're all moving there and they're moving in interesting ways and also i think pacing wise they've done a good job of i I definitely have seen tv shows where there are lots of different plot plot threads and they try to give them all space in every episode and it just stops the momentum of the episode because you're switching so much and and for all mankind, this season has done a really good job. Like we get very little miles this time, but we got a lot of miles last time. We didn't get Kelly and Alita last time. We got them this time, and it's not—it's not like they toggle 
they're like they've very carefully structured like when it matters for them to be on screen a lot you'll see them a lot and when it doesn't we're not going to let we're not going to give him screen time just so you remember that like miles exists right it's fine he has his two scenes they're very brief and we move on and so the show is able to keep the momentum in i i think is really effectively plotted and um every episode has interesting stuff in it which is great yeah agreed yeah so i think i think this is a you know, I get to that moment of like, it's not, it's the opposite. It's the anticipation, right? It's not quite the edge of your seat part, but like, oh, okay. Alita's going to the Soviet Union. See you Margo. And uh, the black market people aren't happy with each other. Yeah. And dad's going to Mars. He's going to cause trouble. And like, it's just, it's kind of everything. It's that perfect storm. Yeah. It's getting all the ingredients in. Yeah. It does feel like there's a confrontation happen that's going to happen on Mars though, right? Given the tension oh, yeah. between the upstairs and the downstairs, which is also from the government representatives and the Helios workers, but there's also the tension about like for or against Dev because he's just another rich guy. Like there is a powder keg. Plus there's every whatever happens with the asteroid, which is, you know, not without risk, but also huge reward. And everybody feels pressure. Like, why are we spending the money on space? And the asteroid has become a totem of that. Like, the pot is <laughs> boiling, right? Like, there is a right. lot going on there. Um, and we got a half a season left to watch what unfolds. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. So we'll be back next week. We're going on to episode six. And you know what? We're not coming back. No, <laughs> because we move forward because that's how podcasts that's work. Uh-huh. All right. But thank you to everybody out there for listening to the NASA ven- or Soviet vending machine, whatever we are now uh, with our uh, long coffee and hot chocolate. I bet the, I bet the hot chocolate is very bad. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week with episode six. But until then, uh, bye, Dan. Bye, Jason. Bye, everybody. Bye.